After a life of helping, healing, loving, and forgiving, Jesus was arrested, denied, betrayed, tortured, and crucified. After he was buried, on the third day, there was a report from women who went to the tomb early that the tomb was empty and they had seen an angel saying that he was alive. Later on, Mary Magdalene reported that she saw Jesus and Peter reported that he saw him on the same day. Then two other disciples made their way back from Emmaus claiming that they had seen the resurrected Lord as well. The evidence of the eyewitnesses the empty tomb and these things being foretold in scripture caused the church to grow rapidly. And then after persecution, it expanded rapidly around the world very early after the resurrection of Jesus. How can all of these things be explained? Today, did the resurrection really happen? Hi, this is Robert Furl, and welcome to Hot Topics. The comment section is open below. We would love to hear from you. Today, there are new movements where people call themselves Christians or still Christians, but deny the resurrection of Jesus. They just can't believe the supernatural, or they just can't believe that he would rise from the dead. However, the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 15, 19, that if Jesus did not rise, we of all people are the most pitiable. Now, there are some people who question, why would we be the most pitiable? We're living a great life, and then we find out that Jesus didn't rise from the dead, and we go on to the eternity of everyone else. However, as a Christian, we are called to make sacrifices. We are called to lay down our lives. Listen to a couple verses. First, Jesus said in Matthew 16, 25 through 26, For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? So part of being a Christian is that we give up our lives in order to gain it. Listen to another one. This is Matthew 16, 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. A cross was a form of execution. And so you were to lay down your life to die for Christ and to follow him. No wonder if there's no resurrection, we sacrifice so many things, we are the most pitiable, as it says in 1 Corinthians 15, 19. Let's take a look at some historical facts that help to explain the resurrection. First, that Jesus lived and was not a myth. At first glance, it might not look like this has anything to do with the resurrection. But before you can have a resurrection, you have to have a life. And there are a lot of people who have claimed in the past that Jesus was a myth. However, there is a strong consensus today that Jesus existed. Not just any Jesus, but a Jesus who went through the things that Jesus did, who lived in the region of the Galilee and did miracles. There are Roman historians that speak of this and Jewish historians who would have no reason to make them up. The world was being influenced in such a way in the second half of the first century that it caught the attention of Roman historians and Jewish historians, and they wrote of Christ very early. The second fact is that he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. Again, we know this from the historians. And before you can have someone who is crucified be resurrected, you have to have someone be crucified. So now we're getting specific. Jesus lived, he lived in the region of the Galilee, he was in Jerusalem, and he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. This is getting very close to what the scriptures say, which by the way, are historical independent sources. 
but people try to prove these facts apart from the Bible because people think that they are biased somehow, but they are historical documents. The third fact is that Christianity spread around the world really, really early. It used to be thought a while ago that Christianity didn't really spread around the world until a few years after Christ, a couple of decades. But then they learned that it was much earlier than that, that after the claims of the resurrection, the gospel began to spread. One of the reasons that we know this is archaeology discoveries that had discovered things about Christians very early and Roman records that talk about Christianity spreading very early. Through persecution, they spread around the world. They sprung up in Jerusalem, but then were persecuted and then went around the world. The next is that the disciples were tortured and martyred. They believed the tomb was empty. They believed that Jesus had risen from the dead. And so they were willing to give their lives for it. And this is powerful evidence because people don't give their lives for a lie. They give their lives for the truth. The final evidence is that there were enemies who were converted. During the life of Jesus, Jesus' brother James thought he was out of his mind. But after the resurrection, the Bible tells us that he appeared to James and James became a believer. And then James became the pastor of the church in Jerusalem. We also have the conversion of Paul, Saul of Tarsus, an enemy of the gospel of Christ, a brilliant young man who began to persecute the church with great fervor, casting him for them to be put to death. He then was converted on the Emmaus Road, and he became the leading Christian that he wrote half of the New Testament. Now, atheists have debated these facts, saying that they believe them, but then coming up with their own theories on how they could be true other than the resurrection. I'm going to give you a few of them. First of all, there's the swoon theory that Jesus just swooned on the cross and they buried him in the tomb and the dampness of the tomb revived him and he came out of the tomb and revealed himself as risen. But let's think about that. First of all, Romans knew how to kill people. They verified that he was dead by stabbing a sword into his side and a damp tomb would not help him to recover. It would help him to die. And then he was going to take his crucified hands and feet, roll away the stone, and then appear to people in such a way that they would think that he really had risen from the dead. I can be confident the swoon theory is discredited. The second is the twin theory, that Jesus had a twin, and that one of them got crucified and the other one presented themselves as the Savior. Now, this is kind of an ad hoc argument. They try to use one of the disciples being called the twin, Thomas the twin, to say that he paraded as Jesus, but the disciples would have known who Thomas was. He was one of the disciples. And there's no evidence to speak that he would have a twin. These are just trying to come up with ideas so that you don't have to believe the truth. There's the mass hallucination theory. They all hallucinated that they saw an empty tomb. They hallucinated that they saw Jesus, several at one time. The problem? These things don't happen. You do not have mass hallucinations the way that they say they do. And so that one is discredited too. There's the spiritual resurrection theory. This is the idea that Jesus just resurrected in spirit and not in body. But again, that doesn't leave an empty tomb. It's a historical fact that the disciples believed the tomb was empty and that Jesus had resurrected. If he just did so spiritually, then they would not be convinced. This one can be quickly dismissed. The next one is the wrong tomb theory, that the women showed up at the wrong tomb. And even if they did, then the enemies of Jesus would have showed up at the wrong tomb. The Romans would have showed up at the wrong tomb. Uh, Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus who buried the body would have showed up at the wrong tomb. It makes no sense. 
There's the missing body theory. This is the theory that was started way back in the Bible. And that is that they said, let's tell them that they stole the body. That the disciples snuck in beyond the Roman guard, got the body of Jesus, and escaped with it. If they did, then why did all of them take it to their grave, being tortured and being martyred? It's pretty strong evidence that someone is willing to take something to the grave while being tortured. Now, people have tried other theories to say that this explains how it all could have happened without a resurrection. But it remains that the resurrection is the best way to explain all of these facts that we've been talking about. If Jesus rose from the dead, then all of these things are explained. And you say, like David Hume, I don't believe in the supernatural. Well, just stating that you don't believe in the supernatural doesn't make the supernatural not true. There's evidence in near-death experiences where people on an operating table know things they shouldn't know, and that is supernatural. And if that's supernatural, then there can be other supernatural things as well. And when you begin to ask people whether or not they believe the supernatural, they do overwhelmingly. Now, some will call it superstition. The resurrection is hard to believe because it is a miracle. But God is a God who does miracles and brought Jesus out of the grave that he could make an influence around the world. Remember, the Old Testament promised that one of the descendants of Abraham was going to bless all nations. Jesus is the only candidate. We'll see you next time on Hot Topics.